cricket last stories with me, Neil Kagram. Today we're joined by Deep Dasgupta. How are you doing? Very good, Neil. Good indeed. Uh, as good as uh, the current situation has kept us all, I guess. So, yeah. So, um, yes, uncertain times for all. So let's take it all the way back for yourself. So you're born in Kolkata, but you actually your childhood um, it was actually in Delhi. Um, talk us through your earliest memories and how you first kind of got the love of cricket. Uh, well, uh, uh, my, my extended family is from Calcutta. So obviously it's, it's my parents moved to Delhi when, because of, because of job, uh, my, my dad's job, uh, way back in the late sixties. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, as, as it happens in Indian homes, when my mom was expecting me, she came over to her place, to her mother's place. And, uh, that's the reason I was born here. So went back to Delhi and uh, grew up there. I spent 16, 17 years of my life, uh, did all my education from Delhi and then, uh, and then moved to Bengal. I was in Calcutta. Uh, and ever since, uh, this is my home. Uh, and as far as cricket is concerned, uh, a lot to do uh, with my, my elder brother, uh, who used to, uh, who was an athlete. So, and he's quite elder to me. I mean, he's eight and a half, nine years elder to me. So, uh, he was an athlete. So, uh, my mom used to take him for practice sessions and I was too young to be left, uh, left at home. So I would come along and, and that's one, that's one, uh, how it started in terms of systematically in an organized way. But the love for cricket started predominantly from the 83 world cup, to be honest. Uh, I was six years old and at that point in time, all you could hear or, or see was cricket everywhere around everyone was playing cricket you go to somebody's house whether it's your you know your friends or whoever everyone was talking about cricket and cricketers so it was quite quite natural to fall in love with the sport uh, especially at that at that point in time and then 83 happened then 85 happened uh, won that mini world cup uh, so you know i mean it was cricket all around so it was quite quite normal and then uh, as i mentioned i started going to uh, an academy when i was 8 years old predominantly not to play cricket, uh, but just to be there with my brother who was an athlete. And then I, I was too young to be inducted into the cricket side of the, the, the coaching side of things. So I was put into gymnastics because as an eight year old, I could only do was gymnastics. The only sport I was allowed to do was gymnastics. But then what used to do or what used to happen was uh, I would finish my warm ups in the gym, gymnastics and come back and stand outside the cricket field and keep watching kids playing cricket. So one of the days, the coach, the coach there, and uh, he's he's a fantastic coach, uh, Gushan Singh sir. Uh, he called me. He's like, "Why do I see you standing outside every day?" And I told him, "You know, sir, I want to play cricket." And he said, "Oh, you're too young." But then he told my dad and my mom was, you know, let him come and and be around the cricket field. Officially, I can't take him, but then just let him be around. So. I would be hanging around cricketers. I would be hanging around these senior guys and the coach. And uh, once in a while, uh, he would chuck a few balls at me. I would go around, run around, pick up balls. and all. Uh, That's how uh, the love affair with the sport started. So you talk about the World Cup. Um, yeah. The pin-up boy, couple death. But kind of what attracted you to wicketkeeping? Uh, I, see, I tell you what. Uh, I always wanted to be part. I, I, was, I figured out I couldn't bowl. Right. I, I tried everything as, as young kids do. I figured I couldn't bowl. Uh, I batted all right. And then what I realized was when I was feeling somewhere like deep mid on or wherever, I was away from the sport and I didn't like that. I didn't like that part of the sport where, you know, you, you don't do much. You finish with your batting and then you're standing there doing nothing. 
so one day i i wanted to keep and i liked it i liked the fact that you're always in the spotlight you're always part of the game and uh, also the fact that you can dive around and you know and i i i remember the our ground used to be really really good it used to be lush green and all so would love diving around and 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 like being in in the middle of the game and and being you know part of the game every single moment so i said yeah let's do this and then when did you first get recognized <coughs> recognized into the into the delhi um system yeah uh, so from an early age to be honest because like i said i started early so they i mean the coaches uh, uh, my my real coach first real coach was uh, was a lady called sunita sharma and obviously gushan sir saw that in me and gushan sir sent me to her we in the same area but two different grounds and uh, uh, and it was pretty early that people started saying you know what this guy can can play the sport and from the age of 12 13 onwards uh, i was in that uh, there used to be under 15 back then it wasn't under 16 used to be under 15 back then uh state team and then i used to start going uh, when i was 12 13 and there was when i was 12 13 there was a chance that i would have played for under 15 at the age uh, that early but then you know as as things happen uh, people say oh, he's too young blah 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 uh so i said i i thought from 12 13 onwards it was quite serious and and uh life was quite disciplined and regimented you know wake up early morning go to school from school go to straight uh, go straight for practice from practice my dad would pick me up on his way back from office and then come back do your homework uh weekends uh, go play matches so uh, yeah it, it was quite disciplined and and regimented and started early and then you made the move back to to bengal where you played your yeah. uh, senior cricket on your ranji yeah. trophy debut in 98 you got 100 um yeah. would at that at that time did you see your your greatest strength uh with the gloves or with the bat uh i knew i i could bat i knew i could bat i knew i could keep as well but i've always looked at myself as a wicket keeper batsman uh there are quite a few people who said you know okay if, because there's only one wicket keeper who i mean can play in a game why don't you look at yourself as a batsman i said i don't mind playing as a batsman but you know internally i could never see myself only as a batsman uh, i made my debut as a batsman because saba saba karim was a captain and he was also the wicket keeper of of bengal that point in time uh but but i could uh, i could never see myself as a wicket keeper as in just a batsman right uh so yeah that's that's one of the things and and moving to bengal was again an accident it it wasn't a a thought through a planned move per se because what happens is by the time you're 16 i had already played for delhi by then uh and uh, cricket was very serious and like every other kid for summer vacation we would come to calcutta because my family extended family was here spend a month here during the summer vacations and at that point in time staying away from cricket for a month month plus was was a huge thing i mean couldn't stay without cricket for that long so uh so asked uh, somebody uh, if i could join them and at that point in time bengal under 19 practice was happening here in 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 calcutta so i asked the coach the bengal under 19 coach and was very very kind of him to uh, allow me to practice with them so i started practicing i practiced for a month and then there is a tournament called moinudullah which happens here in in hyderabad in india so bengal was picking their under 19 team to go play that tournament and because i qualify because i was born here in calcutta so i qualified to play for bengal 
they selected me. Uh, they selected me. I went and played. I did all right. Uh, they 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 picked me for the under 19 team, the the main under 19 BCCI tournament. That's where I think uh, my 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 parents had to had to take that call, uh, whether to you know continue with Bengal or or come back to Delhi and 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 see how what it was there. And then you also mentioned that you saw yourselves more as a wicketkeeper batsman. There's a lot of talk uh, in the modern game at the moment that um, a lot of debate, I should say, that do you pick your best gloveman or a batsman, uh, predominantly a batsman with a you know with wicketkeeping a secondary kind of suit. What's your views on that? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I don't see any wicketkeeper who is not an average batsman or better than an average batsman. I mean. Uh, I, I can look back as far as, say, Alan Knott and Rodney Marsh and Wasim Bari, Sayed Kirmani, I mean, people that I've actually seen a bit of uh, their work and their, 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 their matches, uh, they were all average or better than average batsmen. So, keepers have always been decent batsmen. And then, obviously, things changed, let's say, post Gilchrist Boucher, when, you know, they were seriously looked as a batsman, not just a keeper who can bat. Uh, and thing now is it all boils down to the combination to a great extent i mean now you have a situation in england where in a playing 11 you can have three wicket keepers right there have been test matches where folks pesto and butler all three of them have played a test match together so uh, so I, I guess i mean that's how that's how wicket keepers have evolved in the last couple of decades you know and uh, and and yes there, there's always a question of uh, of like you mentioned, you pick a batsman, wicket keeper, or a wicket keeper batsman. But I, I, I guess it's like I said, it's, it's got, got to do with the the combination because if you want want to go in and if, for example, if you have bowlers who can bat a bit, you know, you can afford to have a keeper not scoring too many runs. But if you look at teams where you have four bowlers who can't really contribute that much with a the bat, then you know you kind of hamstrung. That's where you have to get a, a wicket keeper who's a good enough batsman and can walk in the side as a batsman. So I think uh, the combination of the team, uh, you know, uh, uh, makes a huge difference. I also mentioned that you got a hundred on your Ranji Trophy debut. You played in an era where it's not only some amongst the great great Indian batsmen in the countries produced, but in terms of the history of the game as a whole. Do you think the Ranji Trophy was a Big kind of um, in terms of competitiveness, etc. Um, was that kind of did that aid the kind of development of players as yourself and the, the modern day greats? Uh, yeah, to a certain extent, I would not deny that. Uh, the other important thing is uh, with I mean we didn't have the T Twenty format then, right? It was all about one day cricket or five day cricket. So these were the two options, right? And and. So obviously, Ranji Trophy was or of first-class cricket, and it's across. I'm not just talking about India. If you look, look at look at across the cricketing world, uh, with T20 cricket and a lot of these uh, uh, these T20 domestic leagues that are happening, a lot of people are trying are, are kind of moving away from the day's cricket, the red ball cricket, because when we were growing up, that wasn't an option. Even for one-day cricket selection for one-day cricket. You're, you have to have a good first class season, right? It, it wasn't uh, uh, looked separately as in, you know, only your one day season and only your first class season. So 
to get selected even for the one day side you've got to have a good first class season so first class was extremely extremely important not that it's not anymore but yes uh people have found other avenues too you know if if you go to a coaching academy now and speak to a 12 year old and ask them which format would they prefer they'd say t20 uh you know a lot of them would say t20 so i think that's where the difference is as compared to what it was 20 years ago and then the 2000 2001 season the first three games i looked up a few stats i think you got 13 dismissals and you were averaging 38 with the yeah. bat you then got your chance in the one day team the full international yeah. india team did you feel ready at the call up uh, see the thing is that's a good question because at that point in time again pre ipl the see even i mean the difference between domestic and international is still quite a bit even now but pre ipl you you only would figure out once you play for the country once you play international cricket only then you realize you figure out what needs to be done you know how do you bridge the gap and all that but at least i mean the one of the biggest advantages of all these t20 tournaments which are happening ipl because i'm talking from an indian perspective is that now you get a, a taste of international cricket before you play international cricket right let's talk about the vitality uh, blast or or the 100 whenever that happens hopefully next summer uh, so all the youngsters were coming through the ranks they get an idea of what international cricket is all about with crowd with uh, 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 with media spotlight the players most importantly the players you you playing with or against top international players uh, so i think uh for, so that 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 was the thing back then because before i played for for the country uh because of the international uh, uh uh schedule and and the program the ftp uh not too many international players did get an opportunity to play in the domestic cricket because they were play, busy playing international so that's where i think uh, you know you suddenly when you when you when you start playing international cricket you you realize you know what there is a big difference i need to bridge it as soon as possible and and what you saying i mean the question that you asked about me being ready uh i think i figured out i was uh after the first test match you know uh that i was ready for international cricket uh, you know you you figure out in the first hour or half an hour you know whether you can handle these bowlers and all or you can handle these conditions and all uh yeah i i thought after the first half an hour 45 minutes i was like you know i i think i can do this yeah so initially i know you mentioned your test match you made your debut against south africa but before that you had the odis the five odis um was your game more suited to the longer format or the shorter format because you played the five and then yeah. you didn't get a chance again uh, where did you see so your game at that stage uh obviously at that stage i was i would look at red ball cricket because that's something that was extremely comfortable and that's how my mind was working at that point in time uh and and that's that's how i wanted to play at that point in time but if you look at if you ask anyone who's seen me grow up and play cricket i've always been uh, aggressive and attacking that way and mentally and and from a from a technical point of view as well at that point in time it was different because i was in a different mindset uh so that was one uh secondly with one day i i mean was still trying to find out what's my position right uh 5 6 or open so i was still trying to find out in domestic cricket as well uh where do i i kind of fit in 
and based on that obviously i would develop so at that point in time again a lot of emphasis was was given on first class cricket as i mentioned so the focus was okay first class cricket this is where i belong okay i'm i'm an opening batsman i'm a top order batsman but one day i was still trying to find out open uh, middle order low middle order where do i fit in and when you came into that international setup which player um helped you settle in the most um brought team morale up etc can you give us a little insight into the dressing room uh i i think all of them uh was was absolutely brilliant it, uh, because i i really did not know them that well before that like because i mentioned did not play too much against them uh in the domestic circuit before that uh so with most of them i was interacting for the first time but it was absolutely brilliant because the moment landed in south africa was few of them said you know let's go have dinner together the senior guys uh at that point in time we still had uh, room sharing that i mean that was the last series where we had room sharing so my roommate was uh, 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 ss das who i played a lot of under 19 cricket with so that was that was a great help because uh, you know he would tell me about because by then he had already played i think couple of years of international cricket by then uh so he was quite experienced by then and he was he would keep telling me okay this is what you need to do and blah 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 and i would i would kind of always be with him and try and follow him uh, what he was doing and uh, yeah and and but but i think all of them i mean all of them were very very good with me extremely good uh, uh, and accepted me uh, would take me out for dinner spend time for example uh, 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 sachin uh, so this was between just before the test series would start and there was a day off and was optional practice and our coach john right asked uh would you i mean who wants to go for a for a for a knockdown uh i i said i would go and sachin said he would go and it was interesting so it it was an indoor uh, uh practice facility and such such why was practicing on one net i was in the next net and then after a while he he came over and then he we had a long session around 40 45 minutes session and he spent that time telling me what test cricket is all about you know changes that i need to make and how i need to be mentally to focus and then he was feeding the balls into the bowling machine and and that was like good 40 45 minutes and i thought that was brilliant because at that point in time i was not even going to play the first test at that point in time it was samit dige who was going to play the first test uh, i was going, yeah so so i was not going to play the first test in this but you know he took his time out and he was there with me for for that long and i thought it was was phenomenal and then following that you played against england you got a hundred yeah that your proudest moment in a india shirt yeah absolutely i mean uh, is that the best innings that i've played in in my short career uh, maybe not the best innings i thought the best innings was the 67 i got in in uh, port elizabeth but uh, the 100 is is always special i mean not that i have too many of them it's only 100 i have so uh, it, it it was it was special it was special also because the other thing that that stood out was uh, this is big question whether keepers can open or not yeah i was going right? to ask and this question people, yeah i want to like your opinion <laughs> on this yeah yeah so so what what it it was it was a challenge for me because we batted second so the first day i was keeping i think i kept for maybe 70 75 overs i kept for and then and went out and batted and i think i i was in i was out in the dressing room uh only two sessions maybe at the most two sessions in that test match 
So I was on the field for four, four plus days uh, out of five. Or yeah, maybe less because yeah, it ended five on the fifth day, early fifth day. But I was, I was on the ground. So I think, yeah, it, it was satisfying from that perspective as well. Obviously, test 100 is big, but also the fact that, you know, keeping wickets for so long and then going out there, batting and, and my style was different. I, I wasn't somebody who's going to get 100 at that point in time, at least uh, get 100 in 150 deliveries. So I know I took my sweet time. So, that, I mean, I was very, very pleased with myself. But do you think that um, keeping wicket and then, then opening the batting, do you think that contributed contributed to you having a shorter career, not getting the run in the side? Do you think that fatigue played a part in it? Um, you didn't have a settled um, kind of position? You, know, not, you look at the modern day, the keeper usually bats at seven. Um, yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so, but I... I, I do agree with what you're saying. It will extend that if somebody wants to have a longish career, it's very difficult. I mean, it's very difficult to bat in the top order and also key. It's all right for a, a early 20-year-old to do that for two, three years or maybe four years. But with age and everything else, your recovery time increases. You know, at early 20s and all, you don't really realize and because you're fit both physically and mentally and physically more. So you don't realize the fatigue, but with age and all, because the last few years I batted at number six in first class cricket as well. It does take a toll on your body and your mind. Uh, but if you ask me if that's one of the reasons why I had a shortish career, no. Uh, the, the reason would be a lot more mental than, than anything else. So uh, can you expand on the mental side of the, oh, okay. of the game? Right, fair enough. So uh, listen, I, I agree. What, the thing was, uh, uh, the thing that is such an important aspect of international career and, and more so now is how do you handle criticism? And I think that's one thing uh, which I've got better with, with age and maturity. Uh, that's something that was a little difficult for me at that point in time. Uh, I did not realize, obviously, people have a job to do, so they do what they do. I, and you can't take criticism seriously. You, you need to have a plan to counter that, which I didn't. And what happens is, is at that level, everything is about confidence. Everything is about, you know, how good you feel about yourself. And what was happening was that I started doubting myself and questioning my abilities because I was, I was listening to that criticism. Uh, because, and, and I tell you this, a lot of, uh, I mean, starting from Sachin to Saurav to Rahul, they were very, very good. They kept telling me, you know what, you know, don't do this, don't do that. You know, don't need read newspapers, don't watch news channels or something. Just stay away from, you know, try and protect yourself from all this. Because I believe they also realized that it was affecting me. Uh, then then what happened was I, I took a year off. I, I used to go and play in England. So I took a year off. I played in England. I got married. I played in, in England. And what I also did was I, and that three, four months, that English summer was, was phenomenal. Because I realized the reasons that I was playing the game and, you know, it was all about having fun and criticism is part of it. And then technically also what happened, I needed to make a few changes. And what happened during those three, four months is I got my, my uh, coaching badges, uh, uh, ECB level ones and level twos and all that. And I started looking at my technique and started coaching myself, right? And I found a few things which needed to be changed, which I changed. So after that, I did uh, uh, go to the Australia tour 2003-04, uh, 
played couple of side games, did really well uh, with a bat, got some runs. But most importantly, the question mark was on my keeping. Uh, did really well. Nobody had an had an issue with it. But unfortunately, didn't get an opportunity after that. I mean, didn't I mean didn't play a test match in that series, apart from the side games, and then uh, yeah, didn't get an opportunity after that. So you kept wicket to two of the modern-day greats, uh, spinners, Andy yeah. Vepris, Anil Kumble, Harbhajan Singh. Can you, you had the best seat in the house. Can you kind of um, commentate on their kind of strengths and why oh, they're so I successful? Mean, uh, both of them. I think uh, they were, uh, obviously, Bhatji was naturally more gifted, if I may say so. Uh, both of them tough as nails. Uh, God, I mean, they were, they were tough, tough guys. Uh, Anil Bhai was was smart, uh, was smart, was was his persistent work ethic second to none. I mean, those guys are proper proper role models. Uh, you know, extremely good role models. Uh, and obviously, I mean, the reason why they are greats, as you mentioned, it's it's not just about natural talent, but they are, the the hard work, uh, not just hard, but hard and smart work, uh, reading batsmen. All that stuff, you know, was was absolutely phenomenal. And someone like like Anilbai and Rahul and Sachin, I mean, the work ethics. And another great guy, Srinath. I mean, I think one of the names which we don't we don't actually appreciate the kind of contribution that you know Javagal Srinath has had over that period of time and in in cricket in general. I mean, he was phenomenal. And and those work ethics. That's something that that stayed with me since. I mean. Uh, and it's always been that case. I mean, always I was never naturally very gifted, not naturally very talented, but I knew that uh, I had to work hard. But the work ethics and everything else, and as you mentioned, someone like Pachi and and Anilbai, phenomenal, phenomenal people, both on and off. You know, one of the things that Anilbai I learned from him and Rahul was was how do you unwind? You know, I, I was I've always been a very intense kind of a person, and you know, like 24/7, and that did not help my cause. You know, you, I mean, when when thought process is good, it's it's all right, but when the thought process is negative, I mean, it becomes a quicksand. You know, the more you want to get out, the further you you sink in. Uh, so stuff like you know how to unwind. Uh, you know, maybe for example, Anilbai, it's about photography. For Raulbai, it was reading and going out and seeing the country and stuff like that. Things like that, I think, uh, learned a lot from these people. And then you, when you know, you, you mentioned you didn't get a chance in the in the international team again. You you go back, you skip a uh, Bengal. Yeah. Were you an actual leader? And who is the best captain you've played under? And what did you kind of learn from 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 each of them that kind of contributed to your kind of leadership? Uh, Obviously, sort of one of the best. I mean, the best leader that I've played under. I think he's a natural leader. Sort of, uh, he just. I mean, you 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 look at him and you you want to you want him to lead you. Uh, uh, the way he he manages people, uh, the way he has this knack of getting the best out of you. He understands people. He understands as a human being what does X and Y would want, and then he would try and create that environment uh, to get the best out of him, you know, and, and he was, he's, he was, he still is. I mean, he's, he's the president now and, 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 and he's, he's a national leader. Uh, as far as I go, I mean, I would like to believe I am. Uh, 
I just led Bengal twice. I mean, two years and twice we we reached the finals of. I mean, unfortunately, we couldn't win it. Uh, yeah, uh, but I was also very very lucky. I mean, a, a, a captain is only as good as his team. So I was also lucky to have a very very good side, very talented people. When I I was looking at that picture, somebody sent me that picture of that side, and I, I was looking at it and I counted. We had uh, seven people who've been part of the Indian setup. From that fourteen, so that's how good that side was, and uh, including Saurav, I think it was eight uh, people who've, who've been around uh, the Indian side or been in the Indian side. Uh, so, so yeah, but but was those two years were, I I think the most enjoyable years that I've had on on a cricketing field. Yeah, then you said you had the the time at the Indian Cricket League, but you come back at the back end of your career. Um, yeah. What was um do you, what was post retirement like? Um, were you were you ready uh, to the game? I, I, yeah, I mean, I tell you what, I retired in two thousand nine ten. That season, the last season, I came back from ICL, played one season. Just just wanted to play one season before I uh, get on with it. I wanted to play more, but I got an offer to uh, to manage an IPL side. Okay, so <clears throat> somebody said, uh, you know. Uh, so the, there was this offer, and I said, "Let's do this." And I still wanted to continue playing, right? Uh, but then there was a rule which came out that if you are part of the admin side, then you can't play, right? And so I had to make a choice. So the owner, gentleman, he said, "Deep, listen, you're not going to play for India because obviously Dhoni was has already become MS Dhoni that we know of." uh by then he was already there and he said he then why don't you start looking at life after uh your your playing days and this is a great place to start so yeah i, I was i was head of operations and that was a big thing in itself and that's where i said okay let's let's call it a day and look at life after uh and this is a good opportunity so i did that for 3 years and uh, and 2013-14 I got into uh, media and yeah I've been part of it since and when you look at the current Indian team at the moment and I'm talking about wicket keeping specifically yeah. you've got Rishabh yeah. Pant um, yeah. Saha and then you've also got Dhoni there still and then KL Rahul now who do you think is the best gloveman out of them all? Best gloveman? I think the best gloveman uh is Riddhiman Sa without a shadow of doubt. Uh, I think the best gloveman, one of the best in the world. Uh, I know people back in England have a different idea. I know that, and and fair enough. But I think if not the best, he's one of the best in the world, Riddhiman Sa. Uh, obviously, he's someone like M S Dhoni. Uh, he's brilliant as well, and uh, he's got his own unique uh, method. Uh, he's extremely good again. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the situation is, is all right. But, you know, the thing that scares me is the next generation coming through. There are some good keepers coming through. Uh, but, the, but the issue is, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like Manchester United and as soon as Alex Ferguson left, it, it's going to be very, very difficult for the manager coming in, right? So it's the same with wicket keeping in India. You know, after MS Dhoni, the next few keepers' life's gonna not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy because it's it's going to be natural for people to start comparing a a 22 or 23 year old rishabh pant with ms dhoni but what generally happens or, or generally we tend to forget is we are comparing 
a six-month-old Rishabh Pant, six-month-old international cricket, with MS Dhoni, the legend. I can understand if you start comparing a six-month-old uh, Rishabh Pant with a six-month-old MS Dhoni when he had initially come in. can understand that. But it's a little unfair, but it happens. And, and so it, that just brings a lot of pressure on the next guy coming in. Uh, yeah, so so just a little scared about that. But talent-wise, there are enough. Talent. Yeah. If we let's 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 if we make you a selector, hypothetically, yeah. who would you pick in the test side, and who would who would the keeper be in the in the limited over side, in your opinion? Okay, so T20 as of now, I'd say K Rahul. I think he's 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 a good uh, gloveman. He's he's a good wicket keeper because he used to keep wickets. It's he's not alien to the concept. He used to keep wickets till his under 19 years. Uh, uh, so, and, and he's a good keeper. And he, he's a gun batsman. He's a wonderful batsman. So, for me, T20 straight away at this point in time, if I have to pick a keeper, would be KL Rahul. 50 overs, I'll still be looking at Rishabh Pant and KL Rahul. But KL Rahul has settled down nicely at number 5, batting at number 5 as well. Uh, because, you know what, you, you prepare a white ball team based on your your a big tournament which is coming up so at this point in time because it's still scheduled the icc world cup t20 is still scheduled for october you don't want to make any changes right so kl rahul is the best option now then again you have one in 2021 the t20 world cup but the next 50 overs is in 2023 so you can start preparing for that world cup from now on and maybe give a little more opportunities to others but kl rahul is doing a fantastic job Best matches, I'd, I'd go with Ritiman Saha as well. And then how do you see um, the game as a whole in India? Do you think that, obviously, the IPL, the whole Bollywood feel about it, but do you think enough emphasis has been made on Test cricket? I know the skipper, Virat Kohli, mm. does talk about the importance of that being the highest level you can play. But, mm. in your opinion, do you think that kind of flows through to, to, the, to the youngsters watching as well as yeah. playing? See, the idea is it's it's important that they, they view Test Match cricket that way. That is, I think, more important than anything else. Uh, if you look at the top names right now in international cricket, they all are, are gun Test players, starting from Virat to Choru to Kane Williamson to Steve Smith, uh, David Warner. All the superstars are Test players. Yes, you also have other big names who are predominantly playing T20, but when you talk about batsmanship or even bowlers, you you actually take those names because they're so good in Test Match Cricket. But you've got to understand one thing, that Test Match Cricket also has to evolve, right? It's it's not a viewer-friendly format. I mean, over five days from 11 to 6 or in India, it's 9 to 5. It's like working hours, right? Bang in the middle of the working hours. Uh, so obviously, uh, it's, it's not a viewer-friendly format. But it's, it's a format which will always be there, which will never rule, uh, uh, as in lose its relevance. And also off late, someone like, uh, uh, I mean, BCCI, for example, have, uh, have increased the, the, uh, the, the fee for test matches. It's, it's, a, it's quite a bit. It's a huge jump, which again is, again, uh, a very good sign. That, but other things need to happen also. At the same time, we, we will have to kind of understand and realize that you have two formats. One is, is the truest form of the sport and uh, the purest format, which is the test match. But it's, it might not be self-sufficient or maybe commercially viable, right? Then you have the T20 format or the other shorter formats, 
which again are, is extremely viewer friendly, extremely commercially viable. So you've got to keep these two things in mind and run them parallelly because yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, the success of test match cricket will depend a lot on T20 cricket or the other commercially viable uh, uh, shorter formats. So one last question to end. I know you said you're in the media, so you must see a lot of cricket. Is there one player that you can tip that hasn't played for India yet uh, internationally that you can say mm -hmm. that he's going to be the next best, best thing? Uh, Gill. Uh He's played under 19. He was, he was part of the Indian setup a couple of series. He still hasn't got his cap, uh, but he's, he's genuinely, genuinely good. He's, he's a, he's a top, top batsman coming through. Obviously, I mean, people have seen Trithri Shaw and all these people, but you know what, the good part about setups in, uh, I mean, teams like England, India, Australia, is the setup is so robust that you'll always be producing quality players. You know, there won't be a situation, unfortunately, like, let's say Sri Lanka or West Indies where you have a generation, they come, they dominate and when they leave, you know, you have a huge transition period. So because of the setup being so good in, in few of these countries and fortunately for us, that you'll always find quality players coming through the system. So, and, and to be very honest, if you look back at history of Indian cricket, we've been very, very fortunate starting from the 1910s. We've always had every generation, every decade had a superstar. So you always had role models. The next generation, the younger generation always had a role model to follow. And same with Australia and England. So uh, I, I think that's, that's the reason we'll always find good players, quality players coming through and the transition from one generation to the other uh, smooth. So perfect, Deep. Really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for mm -hmm. giving such a great insight into your career and, your, and everything else. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. So Neil Kagram, Cricket Last Stories. Deep Das Gupta. Thank you.